Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. Yes. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. So did you watch the debate yesterday between Newsom and DeSantis? If you did, what did you think? Boy, that Newsom is one savvy, slick SOB, right? Somebody said it was like Christian Bale's character in American Psycho. I thought that was perfect. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter. At Rich Zioli. Busy day today. A lot going on. They kicked out uh, Congressman George Santos. And, you know, I just filled in for Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. And I, I talked to Congresswoman Debbie Lesko about this. And she voted no. And her point was, look, George Santos has not been found guilty of anything. Uh, there's only accusations around George Santos. And I just think we should not be throwing out our own members of Congress, our own, our own people, if um, they haven't been found guilty of something it's just it's just a bunch of accusations and it sets a very dangerous precedent that's similar to what congressman tom massey said as well you know where where's the due process here you know i mean where where do we where do we go with this and also the voters have made a determination on george santos so who are we to then overturn the will of the voters but nevertheless he's out he's been kicked out officially expelled from congress so there will be no more congressman George Santos. And uh, there was a big hearing on censorship that occurred. Uh, big, big hearing on censorship. And what we found is that what Matt Taibbi has said is that, yes, you know, the government absolutely 100 percent, 100 percent was in on the censorship industrial complex with big tech. And then what you're going to talk about that as well. Plus, there's developments regarding Israel and hostages and the fighting has resumed between Israel and Hamas. There's a piece in the New York Times today, which is very, very interesting, uh, that came out. And again, I don't know how accurate it is, but it says Israel knew Hamas's attack plan more than a year ago. And they reviewed a a blueprint, which laid out the attack in detail. Israeli officials dismissed it as aspirational and ignored specific warnings. Again, I don't know how accurate this is. I know Israel is kind of dismissed this as saying, look, this is, you know, we, we had a, a broad warning, nothing specific, but the, the story that comes out and you, you obviously have to give a grain of salt here. It's the New York Times, but it says Israeli officials obtained 
Hamas's battle plans for the October 7th terrorist attack more than a year before it happened, according to documents, emails, and interviews. But Israeli military and intelligence officials dismissed the plan as aspirational, considering it too difficult for Hamas to carry out. It's a 40-page document, which the Israeli authorities codenamed Jericho Wall, outlined point by point exactly the kind of devastating invasion that led to the deaths of about 1,200 people. The translated document, which was reviewed by the New York Times, did not set a date for the attack, but described a methodotic method, an assault designed to overwhelm the fortifications around the Gaza Strip, take over Israeli cities and storm key military bases, including a division headquarters. And Hamas followed the blueprint with shocking precision. The document called for a barrage of rockets at the outset of the attack. Drones to knock out the security cameras and automated machine guns along the border. Gunmen to pour into Israel en masse in paragliders, on motorcycles and on foot, all of which happened on October 7th. The plan also included details about the location and size of Israeli military forces, communication hubs and other sensitive information, raising questions about how Hamas gathered its intelligence and whether there were leaks inside the Israeli security establishment. Well, if this is true right away, I'm thinking there's leaks. There's no question about it. Loose lips sink ships. That is the long saying right here. The document circulated widely among Israeli military and intelligence leaders, but experts determined that an attack of that scale and ambition was beyond Hamas's capabilities, according to documents and officials. It is unclear whether Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu or other top political leaders saw the document as well. Which is another good point. I mean, you know, know, the intelligence apparatus of Israel, much like the United States, is very big, very broad, and there's layers, levels. And and, and who decides when something which is a potential threat is worthy of the eyes of the commander in chief? I mean, if you there's only so much you can show the guy. Well, this commander in chief, there's nothing you can show him because he doesn't process anything. He looks at everything like whether it's a giant game of tic-tac-toe or not. But a normal commander in chief, there's somebody who has to give the okay before it gets to the next person to the next person who then makes the ultimate decision about whether or not we're going to show the president. No, it's not like some low level intelligence officer who's gathering data can just pick up the phone and call the president of the United States. I mean, there's, there's protocols and chains. I imagine it's the same thing in Israel. So the question becomes how high up the food chain did this warning go? These attack plans and were they did they just did somebody, some mid-level person just dismiss it and say, you know what, this is not credible. This is a fantasy. This sounds like something out of a movie. This is not something Hamas could actually really do. By the way, breaking news, appeals court has upheld the conviction of Jussie Smollett, Juicy Smollett, as Dave Chappelle calls him. Juicy Smollett's conviction has been upheld by an appeals court. Of course, he is the guy. That got everybody to believe that on a very, very frigid, cold, 20 below night in Chicago, two MAGA white supremacists just happened to be out looking for a Subway sandwich with a noose and bleach and then try to commit a hate crime against him. And he had everybody fooled for all of about four minutes. I call the Fugazi on it right away. Count Grandstangelis, Spartacus Booker and the Tears of Rage band. That would be Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey. He believed it right away, calling for federal uh, lynching, anti-lynching legislation in the wake of the hate crime against George, uh, excuse me, against uh, Juicy Smollett. And the media, of course, went all in, 
all in on what this means in America, that this could have happened to Juicy and the fact that these white supremacists are just roaming the streets of Chicago two o'clock in the morning when it's 20 below zero with bleach and a noose just hoping to find a black man they could bleach and noose. It shows you just how bad America is and typical of the corporate media. They all parroted that. They all said that. And it was all a giant fugazi. It was the ultimate hate crime hoax. And now an appeals court has upheld his conviction. So we'll get some more of that. In fact, Matt DeSantis, if you could find me a little montage of the media all talking about what it was, how horrible it was, what happened to Juicy Smollett, I would certainly appreciate it. And if we can find Count Cranstangelis, Spartacus Booker, and the Tears of Rage Band, Cory Booker, calling for federal anti-lynching legislation in the wake of that, that'd be great as well. Anyway, back to the Israeli thing here. Uh, last year, shortly after the document was obtained, officials in the Israeli military Gaza division, who is responsible for defending the border with Gaza, said that Hamas's intentions were unclear. They said, quote, it is not yet possible to determine whether the plan has been fully accepted and how it will be manifested. Read a military assessment reviewed by the Times. Then in July, just three months before the attacks, a veteran analyst with Unit 8200, Israel's Signals Intelligence Agency, warned that Hamas had conducted an intense day-long training exercise that appeared similar to what was outlined in the blueprint. But a colonel in the Gaza division brushed off her concerns, according to encrypted emails viewed by the Times. I utterly refute that this scenario is imaginary, the analyst wrote in an email exchange. The Hamas training exercise fully matched the content of Jericho Wall. It is a plan designed to start a war. It's not just a raid on a village. Officials said they took the warning seriously and redirected significant reinforcements to the south where Hamas attacked. Israel could have blunted the attacks or possibly even prevented them, they say. Instead, the Israeli military was unprepared as terrorists streamed out of the Gaza Strip. It was the deadliest day in Israel's history. I don't, you know, I mean, when you think about just how bad this attack was and why Israel now says they want to wipe Hamas off the face of the earth, I guess if you're a conspiracy theorist, you can say to yourself, well, they knew it was coming and they let it come and so that they could then have an excuse to go fight Hamas. It's like there's these, uh, these theories out there that Roosevelt knew that the Japanese were going to attack Pearl Harbor. But he knew that if it didn't happen, that we would never enter World War II. I mean, you're always going to have theories like that. You can't prove them, obviously. That's why they're theories. If they could be proven, they would be facts, not theories. But uh, I think what probably is a more likely scenario is not that Israel wanted this to happen as a, an excuse to go and eliminate Hamas. I think it's probably more likely that somebody within the Israeli intelligence just did not think this was a credible plan. Didn't think this could really happen. Just, did, it, you know, as, as they say after 9-11, a, a failure of imagination. So officials have not said how they have obtained the Jericho Wall document, but it was among several versions of attack plans collected over the years. A 2016 Defense Ministry memorandum viewed by the Times, for example, says Hamas intends to move the next confrontation into Israeli territory. Such an attack would most likely involve hostage taking and occupying an Israeli community and perhaps even a number of communities. The Jericho Wall document named for the ancient fortifications in the modern day West Bank was even more explicit. It detailed rocket attacks to distract Israeli soldiers and send them hurrying into bunkers and drones to disable the elaborate security measures along the border fence separating Israel and Gaza. 
Hamas fighters would then break through 60 points in the wall, storming across the border into Israel. And the document begins with a quote from the Quran that says, surprise them through the gate. If you do, you will certainly prevail. The same phrase has been widely used by Hamas in its videos and statements since October 7th. One of the most important objectives outlined in the document was to overrun the Israeli military base in Reem, which is home to the Gaza division responsible for protecting the region. Other bases that fell under the division's command were also listed. Hamas carried out that objective on October 7th, rampaging through the area and overrunning parts of the base. Now, this is a a key point of this. They say the audacity of the blueprint made it easy to underestimate. All militaries write plans that they never use, and Israeli officials assess that even if Hamas invaded, it might muster a few, a force of a few dozen, not the hundreds who ultimately attacked. Israel had also misread Hamas's actions. The group had negotiated for permits to allow Palestinians to work in Israel, which Israeli officials took as a sign that Hamas was not looking for war. But Hamas had been drafting attack plans for many years, and Israeli officials had gotten hold of previous iterations of them. You know, all the people out there who are being so critical of Israel today, do they not understand that Israel allowed Palestinians to work in Israel, believing that this was a gesture of goodwill and a gesture of peace, that a sign that things could be okay? And then those people that were inside the country then carried out this deadly terrorist attack? What could have been an intelligence coup turned into one of the worst miscalculations in Israel's 75-year history. In September 2016, the Defense Minister's Office compiled a top-secret memorandum based on a much earlier iteration of a Hamas attack plan. The memorandum, which was signed by the Defense Minister at the time, said that an invasion and hostage-taking would lead to severe damage to the consciousness and morale of the citizens of Israel. Hamas purchased sophisticated weapons, GPS jammers, and drones. It also said that Hamas had increased its fighting force to 27,000 people, having added 6,000 to its ranks in a two-year period. Hamas had hoped to reach 40,000 by 2020. Last year, after Israel obtained the Jericho Wall document, the military's Gaza division drafted its own intelligence assessment of the latest invasion plan. Hamas had, quote, decided to plan a new raid unprecedented in its scope. It said that Hamas intended to carry out a deception operation followed by a large-scale maneuver with the aim of overwhelming the division. But the Gaza division referred to the plan as a compass. In other words, the division determined that Hamas knew where it wanted to go, but had not arrived there yet. The training that, the, that Hamas commandos went through on a training exercise on July 6, 2023 included a dry run of shooting down Israeli aircraft and taking over a kibbutz and a military training base, killing all the cadets. During the exercise, Hamas fighters used the same phrase from the Quran that appeared at the top of the Jericho Wall attack plan, which is the one about going through the gate. The analysts warned at the time that the drill closely followed the Jericho Wall plan and that Hamas was building the capacity to carry it out. The colonel in the Gaza division applauded the analysis, but said the exercise was part of a totally imaginative scenario, not an indication of Hamas's ability to pull it off. In short, let's wait patiently, the colonel said. There was back and forth and back and forth. And ultimately, they just didn't think it was plausible, according to the story anyway. 
Well, ominous, none of the emails predicted that what war was imminent, that war was imminent, nor did the analyst challenge the conventional wisdom among Israeli intelligence officials that the leader of Hamas was not interested in war with Israel. But she assessed that Hamas's capabilities had drastically improved. The gap between the possible and the aspirational had narrowed significantly. And again, you know, the, the, the question, of course, is this intelligence failure on October 7th was, I mean, you can argue, was it a bureaucratic mistake, incompetence? Was it, was it deliberate? Was it just a failure of imagination? What is it? But either way, I think that it's very obvious that Hamas intended to do this. It was not an accident. They wanted to kill Jews, destroy Israel. This is what they wanted to do. And they did it on October 7th. They carried this out. And now Israel is fighting back, even though a lot of people are saying that the White House is still tying one hand behind Israel's back. 855-839-1210 is the number on Twitter at Rich Zioli. As the climate change kooks gather in Dubai to lecture us on all how to live, uh, the United Nations General Secretary comes out and says some really crazy things regarding Gaza and climate change. Here is Secretary General of the United Nations, Antonio Gutierrez, speaking at the 28th annual UN Climate Change Conference, which is known as COP28 in Dubai. And again, I want to remind you, Dubai is my favorite country in the world right now. It really is. It is the jerseyest, jerseyest of countries. Here's what I mean. The Jersey way, of course, is to talk about ethics while taking a bag of cash from somebody for a building permit or a project or something like that. The Dubai way is to host a massive international climate change conference while you are literally building new islands to drill, building new islands off the coast to keep drilling for oil. So you host a climate change conference, you invite everybody in, you take all their money You host them, you make them happy, you tell them you're concerned about saving the planet while you are all in on petroleum and providing that petroleum to the world for decades to come as these other idiot nations decide they don't want to do it and they don't want to be energy independent. So in the future, Dubai, their host, can turn around and say, what do you need? Need some oil? I got your oil right here. But it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you a pretty penny. Just say enough for nothing, but uh, this oil ain't cheap. No, Dubai is my favorite. They have my ultimate respect for this. The ultimate con they're pulling. They're hosting the COP28 Climate Summit while they are going all in on being the drilling nation. Drill, baby, drill. While serving people canopies. Canopies! Here is uh, UN Chief Gutierrez. Uh, We're going to do, let's see, cut number two. It's true. Our world is unequal and divided. As we see in this region, conflicts are causing immense suffering and intense emotion. We just had the news that the bombs are sounding again in Gaza. And climate chaos is fanning the flames of injustice. Global heating is busting budgets, ballooning food prices, appending energy markets, and feeding a cost-of-living crisis. But climate action can flip the switch. And renewable energy is the gift that keeps on giving. It's good for our planet, our health, and our economies. Cleaning our hair 
meeting the world's growing energy demand, connecting millions of people to affordable electricity, bringing stability and security to markets, and saving money, as renewable energy has never been cheaper. Wow. Climate chaos. So there you go. You're going to hear a lot of that today from the COP28 Climate Summit. People of Dubai, they're all in. I love it. All in on making money off oil while hosting these lunatics in their country who are now spending a lot of money in their country. Fantastic. 855-839-1210 is the number. And in Dubai, this is the best part. While in Dubai, a country that is all in on drilling, drill baby drill, UN Chief Gutierrez calls for ending fossil fuel subsidies. Uh, Cut number three. The economics are clear. The global shift to renewables is inevitable. The only question is how much heating our planet will endure before it happens. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change is recommending ending our addiction to coal by 2030 in OECD countries and 2040 for the rest of the world. At the same time, according to the International Energy Agency, the oil and gas industry accounts for just 1% of clean energy investments. So allow me to have a message for fossil fuel company leaders. Your old world is rapidly aging. Do not double down on an obsolete business model. Lead the transition to renewables using the resources you have available. Make no mistake, the road to climate sustainability is also the only viable pathway to economic By the way, why does he sound like Count Dracula? Is he from Transylvania? Do you know the UN chief, Antonio Gutierrez? <laughs> I thought he sounded like the, the Count from Sesame Street. Ah, ah, ah. Ten windmills. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah. Four solar paddles. Ah, ah, ah. That one? Exactly, yeah. Please don't have any more sun. I can't take the sun. It makes my skin boil. Like that? <laughs> kind of like that. Uh, here I come to suck your blood. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm, I think he sounds like Count Dracula. I don't know. I'm going to get the sesame seed. One Bologna cheese sandwich. Oh, oh, oh. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, pull some audio for me. We'll do a side-by-side comparison. Get me Count Dracula from uh, Dracula. We'll get a little of, um, who, who played Dracula in that? Was it John Malkovich? Who played, or, uh, yeah, I think it was John Malkovich who played Dracula in that. Maybe not. I might be thinking of something else. But we'll get um, Dracula and the Count from Sesame Street, and we'll see who Antonio Gutierrez sounds more like. I have the Count right now if you want to hear him. Well, maybe we'll ask Mark Riccadonna who he thinks he sounds like, since Mark's a professional comedian, and he's coming on the show next. And uh, we'll find out what he thinks. Plus, coming up, uh, Fauci's going to be in the hot seat next week. Will we get any answers out of uh, Asanto Fauci, Anthony Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease doctor? You obviously... Always have to say that by law. Johnny Cook says he sounds like Bella Lugosi playing Dracula. Let's see if we can grab Bella Lugosi, old school, and probably the best Dracula to date, in my opinion. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Be 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Zioli Show. On your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All righty, 855-839-1210 is the number on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Thank you for being here today. Uh, always a pleasure. And it's always a pleasure, too, on a Friday after we've had a long week of talking about war and hostages and everything else. I can try to help you laugh a little bit, at least, by bringing on the show a man who gets paid to make people laugh. No pressure. Mark Riccadonna, my man. How are you, buddy? How are you doing, man? It's good to hear your voice. It's always good to talk to you. I was just talking to our buddy Big Dan, producer Dan. He says he loves you. Oh, love so that. now I'm a little jealous. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> well, we have to all get together. <laughs> yes, absolutely we do. No question about it. Uh, what's going on in the world? What's what's new? What are you what are you talking about these days? Well, I'll tell you what, Christmas is around the corner. We're getting ready for that. Are you, I got to ask you, are you a real Christmas tree guy? 100%. You're, yeah, see, I, I lived in New York City forever, so getting a real tree meant going to, giving some guy 60 bucks and he gives you a dead tree branch, you put it in water, all the needles fall off and you have Christmas potpourri. Right. <laughs> we didn't really. <laughs> but now we live in Pennsylvania. So my wife goes, you got to get a real tree, make it special for the kids. I didn't know getting a real tree in Pennsylvania means waking up at 5 a.m., going out into the woods in the cold, in the rainy cold, finding the tree we want. So then we have to get the saw out. We go to cut the tree down. I say we, like anybody helped. Right. Um, <laughs> I cut the tree down. I drag it back. I get it home. I start putting it up. All of a sudden, all my all the kids in my family become a construction consultant. <laughs> hey, Dad, the tree's crooked. It's crooked. Can you move it to the left? I look over the seven year old. He got a coffee and a cigarette. He looks like a union <laughs> boss. Can we wrap this up? Bluey starts in fifteen minutes, Dad. I finally get the tree up. I'm telling you, I get the tree up. I'm so tired. I have needle marks like I live in Kensington. I go down to uh, lay down. I lay down on the bed. My wife comes in. This is how sweet she is. She comes over, sits on the bed next to me and goes, you know, nobody asked what you want for Christmas, Mark. 
And I said, I want to convert to Judaism. <laughs> well, you didn't get it. Like, there was no animals in the tree, were there? Like, you know, like a raccoon didn't come out and attack you or anything, did it? <laughs> That's my favorite scene in National Lampoon's right? Christmas is when the squirrel <laughs> The squirrel <attacks> comes in. <laughs> <laughs> you are Clark Griswold. You really are. <laughs> I am. And everybody in my family makes fun of me because I put on Christmas music in, like, October. And I, like, wear the sweaters, and we're going to have the ha- happiest Christmas. <laughs> I, we're going to be whistling so Dixie it. out of our... Yeah, look, um, I'm a real tree guy because I'm, I'm a big fan of the of the farmers. You know, the Christmas... Like, people make their living selling Christmas trees, and most of the artificial yeah. ones are made in China. Uh, I don't yeah, I don't trust I don't... their art, like, listening devices built in, you know? <laughs> yeah, and plus, you know what I mean? Kids are supposed to be getting presents, not building our trees. <laughs> you don't want to turn your house into a sweatshop, do you? <laughs> These little little five year olds are cutting their fingers trying to make those needles look right, you know. But the thing about Christmas is, and, I, and I'm a I'm I'm very much a believer in this. So I'll ask you, Mark Riccadonna, are you a yeah. wait till Thanksgiving guy, or are you pre Thanksgiving with your Christmas uh, festivus activities? I I will listen to Christmas music in June. I really? I love Christmas music. Yeah, wow. I I I have it on my um you know on my playlist. I have Christmas a Christmas folder and I'll put it on shuffle and then every once in a while a Christmas song comes on, I let it play. I don't care if I'm at the beach. Yeah. I let it play. I love Christmas and I, I love the whole idea around Christmas. I love people being nice to each other. I love. Uh, I love. I don't all like of that them. part I, of it. I, I'm not a big fan of that. Oh, the whole, you know, no. I, I can see that. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, like. I, I watch Christmas movies in the summer. I mean, I'll throw on Die Hard in a nice June day. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I like it because it is I'll a Christmas watch. movie. Don't you agree? I agree. I totally agree. Um, I, I, I think anytime if there's any aspect, I mean, Goodfellas is still kind of a christmas movie in my head <laughs> so what defines it then if if there's christmas at all in the movie in any way shape or yeah. form does that make it then a christmas movie any amount of christmas in the so movie the godfather's a christmas scene, movie this is good is. right it's, i mean let's be honest how many times do you sit around with your family you know like i remember coming home and visiting with my mom and dad and my brother and the Godfather would be on. It's either Thanksgiving or Christmas is when I watch it with them. So it kind of becomes a Christmas movie. Yeah. But it's also a great <laughs> excuse to watch it with your children. Like, come on, kids, we're going to watch a Christmas movie. Yeah. Is it Rudolph? Is it Frosty the Snowman? No, it's Godfather. <laughs> well, and my youngest, my he just turned eight. My I keep calling him my seven-year-old, but he's eight now. Um he reminds me, and my wife and I nickname him Little Joe Pesci. <laughs> uh, he has the, he has, a, I, we don't know how. He was born here in uh, Pennsylvania. He's not a New York kid, but he has a New York accent, and he has a real grumbly little voice. So wow. he's like, he, and he has a bit of an attitude. So he really fits, and they're the same height. Joe Pesci and him are about the same height. So the, it's really like this kid is it. This kid is your your son. I I feel bad for him. Um, I, is there a charity? Is there a GoFundMe I can send some money to to help him out? 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be to get a bigger trunk of our car so he can start putting bodies away. Because <laughs> I think he has he has his future mapped out. This kid's going to be uh, definitely going to be a gangster. Well, listen, I have a body. I, 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 I never mind. I got a guy, but just we'll talk off the air. I, I got something. Mark Rigadonna, um I want to get your take on this. I, when when you do your comedy shows, do you ever do any impressions of people? Uh, I I do more characters than I would say impressions because mm-hmm. like uh, most of the people I do, people don't know who they are because right. they're people like in my life. But um, yeah, I like impressions a lot. All right. Well, I want to just get your opinion on this. Is the UN chief? His name is uh, Antonio Gutierrez. I'm going to play a clip. I don't need you to comment on on the substance of what he's saying because it's not sub- it's not substantive at all. But I just want you to focus yeah. in on his accent, if you would, because we're having a debate okay. on the show about whether or not the U.N. chief sounds more like Count Dracula, the Count from <laughs> Sesame Street, or maybe like an evil Bond villain. So I'll see what, what, you, what your Ooh. take is on it. Here is uh, the U.N. Okay. chief, uh, Antonio Gutierrez, cut number one. Just days ago, I was on the melting ice of Antarctica. <laughs> not long before, I was among the melting glaciers of Nepal. These two spots are far in distance, but united in crisis. Polar ice and glaciers are vanishing before our eyes, causing a walk the world over. What did he say to F the world over? Wait, 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 stop it right there. Did he just say we're to F the world over? (laughs) Did he? I think so. Did I just hear that? Let's hear it again. Polar ice and glaciers are vanishing before our eyes, causing a walk the world over. Uh, all right, now, um, let's him. contrast that with, uh, well, for, what's your take, first of all, Mark Rigadonna, from just hearing him right away? Oh, this guy's definitely a vampire. Vampire. Like, he has to be. Yeah, he has to. I don't know if he's like the, uh, I'm trying to think of the actor's name. Um, the talking like this, the glacier. I mean, he, he could come from Transylvania. I mean, Transylvania, I believe, is a member nation of the United Nations. I got to check my math on that, but I, I, th- I think so. All right. Well, here's let's yeah, let's do this. Here is um, Bella Lugosi playing Dracula. All right. We'll see if he sounds okay. more like that. All right. Go ahead. I have chartered a ship to take us to England. Mm. We will be leaving yeah. tomorrow evening. All right, now play Gutierrez again, and now we'll see what we think here. Go ahead. Um, landslides and floods. I don't know. It's kind of spot seats. on, Mark. It's the perfect accent, but the Gutierrez guy has a little bit more fun in his voice where he's a little more up. Mm. You know, it's a, it's a little up here, and uh, Bella Lugosi is uh, the same exact accent, though. Like, that's spot on. Yeah. But, uh, this, the, the Gutierrez guy sounds like he's a good time. Like, you could probably go get some good, you know, go suck some blood with some cool people with them. <laughs> All in the name of climate change, you know? <laughs> when he's walking on the ice caps uh, at two in the morning when there's no sun. Do you watch what we do in the shadows? <laughs> no, you, you know, I've been dying. That, that show is on my list. What, uh, and, and you have to watch I, it. I've heard a lot of people that say that. Colin Robinson, he's the energy vampire. <laughs> They'll talk about climate change till everybody's drained all their energy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now here is the count from Sesame Street. We'll see if the U.N. chief uh, Antonio Gutierrez sounds more like him. 
Uh, take a listen. Oh, greetings. It is I, the Count. And it's time to answer that fascinating question. What is the Sesame Street number of the day? Uh, uh, let's count the bats and find out. Ah, that's one. One bat. Two. Two. Two bats. Two. Two. And here's Gutierrez again. But this is just one symptom of the mm-hmm. sickness bringing our climate mm-hmm. to its knees. I don't know. What do you think, Mark? I, I'm going to say more Bella Lugosi. I wonder, do you have Count Chocula? Can you, you get Count, Count Ch- We have access to a vast array of counts. We, we, should, we have an archive of counts. That's what I. That's what your show's been kind of known for, the amount of counts you can get on. <laughs> we'll see if we can get Count Chocula going. I've never been on radio with so many counts. It's, a, it's an amazing show. I love it. <laughs> While we're waiting for Count Chocula, tell me where uh, you are going to be performing. Um, so I'm actually, uh, I'm going to be hitting the road. I'm going to be going out through the Midwest, but February 22nd, I'm going to be at the Sellersville theater. Um, it's just right outside of Philly. Um, that's the next time I'll be in the area. But other than that, I'm going to be on the road hitting, hitting, uh, the Northeast up in uh, New England and I'll be Woodstock, New York, and then out into the Midwest. All right. Good stuff. Do we have Count Chocula? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right, let's hear Count Chocula and, and okay, get uh, Mark Rickardana's opinion on this. Count Chocula, what's in here? My treasures. Count Chocula cereal. But of course. Wow. <laughs> what's that? This is Igor, my God. All right, and now uh, the U.N. Secretary mm-hmm. General, uh, Antonio Gutierrez. A sickness only you, global leaders, can mm. cure. Mm. What do you think? Ooh. Oh, man, I'm going to go Bella Lugosi 1. Okay. Count Dracula 2, then the count from Sesame Street 3. All right. Now, just another tiger on Twitter has one more edition. We'll do one more edition here. And grew Uh-oh. from Despicable Me, played, of course, by oh, Steve Carell. That's- so that's a, that's a good, that's a late entry. I like that. It's a late entry of who the like UN it. chief sounds like. Uh, so we got a little Despicable Me, a little Gru. Have you ever seen Gru, Matt DeSantis? Have you ever seen the Despicable Me movies? Uh, never seen them, you have no. not seen him. All right, just just Google, go on YouTube, Google Grew Despicable Me. He'll come up and uh, we'll play a clip. We'll do it on the fly here. Mark, what's your and website, so by the way, while we're doing that? Oh, it's uh, markrickadonna.com. That's R I C C A D O N N A. And I just opened a merch uh, page. So if you want to get a Christmas gift of a uh, one of my shirts, uh, and they're not shirts from my closet. They're actually printed shirts. I'm not like, <laughs> it's not a garage sale or anything. But then how do I hold it up and smell it like in the scene in Brokeback Mountain if it's not actually your shirt? Oh, well, you know, I can come down to the studio and sweat <laughs> up a shirt for you. I, all I have to do is sit in it. It'll automatically smell sweaty. Are you one of those guys that just like a big guy just constantly sweating all the time? Oh, I sweat when I eat. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's horrible. I sweat nonstop. I'm very hairy, so it's. Uh, I wear a turtleneck even in the summer. It's awful. You're probably the reason why the UN chief has to talk about climate change. It's probably you. Your body temperature alone. <laughs> it's me. I'm. 
I'm melting the, the ice caps just by going in the ocean. That's why nobody wants me to swim anymore. <laughs> All right, here is, is, um, uh, here's Drew from Despicable Me. We're, let's, let's do the side-by-side here. Okay. Now, I realize that you guys have probably heard about this other villain who's on the pyramids. Apparently, it's I, I, he might a big win. deal. Yeah. yeah. I think he might be the win because he goes up and down with his voice like Gautier, and they're probably from the same place yeah yeah and and they're both sort of evil evil super villains right one is just running a criminal enter uh, you know and then the other is the u.n but all right so now let's hear the let's hear the u.n chief again go Those ahead vital signs are failing yeah it's definitely grew yeah 100 yeah. percent. Who, who was that on twitter? that was just another tiger in? on twitter nailed it that's grew from despicable me yeah all right we got you it now win. let's do a side-by-side matt DeSantis one more time Grew and Gutierrez, we have figured it out now that the U.N. Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez is actually Grew from Despicable Me. People are calling it the crime of the century and stuff like that. But am I upset? No, I am not. <laughs> now, which one is that? <laughs> That's Grew. Yeah, I know. Right. Which one, though? Right. Yeah, exactly. Is that Grew or Gutierrez? Gutierrez. <laughs> And the hottest year ever. You don't know. You don't know which one. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. I, 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 we definitely found a winner. That's it. Yeah. This is what our brain power can come up with. I'm so proud of us. I really am. So proud of us. Margaret Godana, always a pleasure, my friend. Have a great weekend. We will see you in Sellersville, PA, February 22nd. Uh, we'll look forward yes. to that. In the meantime, check out markrickadonna.com. And uh, maybe we'll see you live in Cape May, too. You can come hang out with us for a little while. That'd be a lot of fun. I would absolutely love to do that, man. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Friday afternoon. Don't you love Friday's Friday feeling? Love it. Always love it. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Yes, we got a lot to chat about here today. Uh, you know what, too? I, as I'm watching the news and we got a lot of Matt Taibbi, he had a lot of censorship things. And then we got a crazy, crazy comment that was made by a Democrat, uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, as she talks about the reasons why we should have censorship. So I'm going to share that with you as well. But did you watch the debate last night? I want to get your reaction to that. Give me your reaction to the Newsom DeSantis debate if you watched it. 855-839-1210 or on Twitter at Rich Zioli if you want to weigh in. But did you watch? What did you think? And give me your analysis. Now, I'll give you my top line analysis right away. And that is this. It is very obvious to me that uh, Ron DeSantis is an incredibly talented guy. He's a very, very good governor. Probably the best in the country. He's solid, he's smart, and he's good on his feet. He lacks the personality and the charm, but, you know, he's good. But he's not going to be the nominee. You know, and this is no disrespect to him. I know that, you know, if you're a DeSantis person, you don't like hearing that. But, you know, my I, my job, balls and strikes, tell you the truth, tell you what's going on. And that's where we are. He he He's not going to be the nominee. Trump's going to be the nominee. Uh, Newsom is a slimy used car salesman, American psycho, uh, straight, you know, I mean, like he does not a straight talker. He doesn't answer questions. He just looks too good. The hair perfectly quaffed with all that petroleum in it. But somebody made the comment that 
this is the 2024 matchup that will never happen. I'm not so sure that at least one of them won't be the nominee. And I told you it's not going to be DeSantis, but I'm not so sure that it won't be Newsom. I, I, Newsom. Gavin Newsom could be the Democrat nominee for president. No doubt about it. He could be the Democrat nominee for president. Because if they, if the Democrats, if they, I mean, they want, they, they need to dump Joe Biden. And then what are you going to do? What, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is they have to tap somebody on the shoulder. He's auditioning for that. Last night was an audition to try to show people he could appeal to general electorate uh, voters. And he's not a moderate, but that's the game that he was playing last night. Mark's in Conchahawk. And Mark, you watched last night. What did you think? Well, like I told the call screen, I thought it was just a battle of two losers. But, uh, but Rich, I got a, I got a bone to pick with you. Okay. You, you played all these counts, but you didn't play the vampiric one. <laughs> well, Pelosi, the vampiric one, Nancy Pelosi, I don't know if she actually, does she sound like a vampire? That's the question, right? Every does she actually sound life. like a vampire or not? Yeah, she sounds, believe me, she sounds like a vampire. All right, I, I will add her into the mix, and we'll, we'll we'll come back to this a little bit later in the show because it, it's fair. I probably should have, I probably should have brought that one out. All right, thanks, brother. All right, Mark, thanks, buddy. Have a great weekend. Uh, maybe we could do. I feel I see on my soundboard. I can get it. Let's see if I can pull it over here. Uh, let's see. I've got a Pelosi, and we'll do. We'll throw Pelosi into this. I can find it. Let's see. Um, here we go. We're not doing a wall. Does anybody have any doubt that we're not doing a wall? Now, she doesn't sound like Gutierrez, but she does sound like an angry vampire. Right? I mean, she doesn't, the accent's not there, but the passion, the vampiric passion is there. (laughs) That's very obvious. Uh, Frank and Haddonfield, hold on the line. I'm going to take a quick break, and you'll be up next. Uh, Give me your thoughts on the debate. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli, if you want to weigh in. On everything we are discussing on the show today, we got a big one for you, loaded up, lots of great guests, and we will be right back. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.